You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We can really just jump on the Roman, or excuse me, we can jump on the phone lines. Get Cam, I'm a creature of habit. You got to excuse me. got to excuse me. I've been saying that in my sleep for the past I don't know, 350 shows. Uh, Joining us right now on the phone lines, we got our guy, Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook. And he's one of our favorite guests. And he's always bringing us the great information that we need to become better betters. Reminder, you can check out our podcast. Just type in BetMGM tonight on the Odyssey app and listen to all of our conversations with everybody that comes through, especially with Mark. Mark, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. We got our first weekend in of college football, and now we're two days away from, you know, getting some more games. So we can put the win totals away for now and just, you know, focus on breaking down each of these games. So it's it's good to get into the season. Mark, you're talking my language, and that's why we brought you on, because you said it. Two days away from now, we get some week one football in college. And let's just start with that Thursday game. West Virginia taking on Pittsburgh at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. We will be on the air for that. An old friend, JT Daniels, at quarterback for West Virginia. That's Chase Kitty's squad taking on Pitt. Pitt, their seven-and-a-half point favorite in the game. The total is 50 and a half. We know Pitt has the talent advantage, but would you take them to cover? How are you handicapping this Thursday matchup between West Virginia and Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I'm only under, I, I got it a better number of 54, but, and it's been going down that way. Even at 51, I would probably still play it. Like, I think everything you're hearing, like, yes, like Daniels is going to be an upgrade for West Virginia quarterback. And, you know, they bring in Graham Harrell to run the offense. And, you know, down the road, you know, it, it could be much better. But it, what's it going to look like in week one against this Pitt defense? And, you know, I don't think they're going to have a ton of success in this game. You look at Pittsburgh um, on the other side, you know, they lose Whipple. They lose Kenny Pickett. They lose Jordan Addison. They lost right? everything. You know, Narduzzi back to his old self. He wants to prove to everybody that he can, you know, be just as successful running the ball and winning at three yards in a cloud of dust. So it seems like that they're going back to the old Pitt Panthers. And that all kind of leads me into, you know, this being, you know, a pretty low-scoring game where we don't see a ton of success from the offense. Um, like Pittsburgh to win, uh, not real thrilled about laying, you know, anything over a touchdown. So now that we're past, you know, the, the key number of seven, um, I would probably lean towards West Virginia. Or, you know, you could use Pittsburgh as a teaser leg. I think there's some opportunities there. You want to get that back down to like one, one and a half. And then, you know, you can look at some of the other teams, whether you want to take Purdue and bump them up or, you know, Illinois is a good spot as well as a small underdog that could use, a, you know, an extra six points on the teaser leg. So I think there's plenty of options you know, this weekend. Yeah, I was going to ask you about NC State, a very, very intriguing team. I think a lot of people are high on them. Um, but I actually took their, the over on their win total. Uh, what do you think about this game against East Carolina? NC State opens up uh, as an 11-and-a-half point, point favorite, the total 51-and-a-half. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I, I like NC State. I mean, listen, it's a week one. It's a big number to lay against East Carolina, but just such a huge talent gap here. And I think Devin Leary, you're going to see the offense, you know, really open up, especially in this matchup against this team. So um, there's a lot of expectations on NC State. You know, we saw the same thing last year. They had a lot of returning production, you know, didn't really deliver, I think, to the standards of some of the uh, – you know, people were expecting, but I think they're back again. I think Leary is, is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I think, you know, long shot for Heisman. He has all the tools, has a live arm, has plenty of weapons there. So um, definitely not backing the dog in this one. So I didn't bet it, but if I was going to take a side, I would probably lay it with NC State. And that's kind of like a theme. Like we're seeing a lot of big numbers and really kind of understanding the, you know, talent disparity in college football. It's a little different than the NFL, but um, can't back the Pirates here. I think NC State gets off to a good start this season. We're joined now by Mark Drumheller of Yahoo Sportsbook. He's talking all things college football week one. we got to pick his brain and get all of his plays. Mark, I'm going to give you an option to pick between two games that I'm I'm maybe struggling with. Number one is Western Michigan. They're taking on Michigan State. That's on Friday. Now, we know Western Michigan, or excuse me, Michigan State, without Kenneth Walker the third, uh, but they do have Peyton Thorne. He returns at quarterback. Also, Jaden Reed is there. I'm thinking, do I want to lay the points with Sparty there on Friday against Western Michigan? That spread is 22.5. Or do I turn my attention to Florida State against LSU on Sunday? It's Brian Kelly's first outing with LSU, him and his family. And you got Florida State. They got a win in week zero. Now they're flying flying a little relatively high heading into this game against LSU. Which game do you feel more comfortable handicapping? I need a winner, Mark. Please help a brother out. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the LSU game, to be honest with you. And I, I would probably go with the dog there. You know, we talked about TJ Legs or whatnot, you know, pushing Florida State up, you know, to, to up to nine points or three now, three and a half. Um, I don't think that's a bad idea. But I think Florida State could. I don't think I have to use the TJ Leg here. I think, you know, if you wait on it, you know, do we get the three and a half? If you can get that, I think that's extremely valuable. I would wait to see where the line goes. But I do think Florida State is the side to back here. Um, LSU, obviously, a ton of talent. But I think, you know, Florida State offensively, Jordan Travis started to put things together uh, as the year went on last year towards the end of the year. He has some playmakers there. They can run the football. And, again, a lot of turnover for LSU, new quarterback. You know, what are they going to look like um, in the first game? So I think it's going to be a real fun game. Um, I think, you know, if I were to pick a side here, I would probably go to go with Florida State. But I'm sitting back and trying to see, you know, where the line goes. And if I can get a better number with the Seminoles, um, I'll probably take them. And the other game, like with Michigan State, I like them. But once you get over, like, you're getting into three-touchdown territory with the Spartans, like, they should route them. But are they going to be able to keep their foot on the pedal? Not too sure. So out of those two games, I would probably roll with the Seminoles. I'm a huge backer of Utah. Just the way that they've looked, Cam rising back, bunch of weapons back as well. They end up playing Florida, down in Florida in the swamp. They are three-point favorites. We had, I want to say maybe it was Chase Kitty on last night. Chase Kitty said he's been talking to some folks, and some of them like Florida maybe not only to cover but to win outright. That makes me very conflicted because my initial feeling is to take Utah, even though it's the key number of three. Like two and a half more, maybe you want to bet it down, just take an alternate line. What are your thoughts about this matchup? Yeah, fascinating. Like if there's one game that I'm just interested to see how it plays out this weekend, it's this game. It's it's Utah and Florida. Because like you said, Cam Rising and Utah, very talented skill position players back, Davion Thomas, you know, but they did lose a lot on defense. And it's the, the travel is, a, is an aspect in this that you have to look at. You know, Utah coming over, playing in the Florida hot sun in week one. You know, what are they going to look like from a fatigue factor? Because Florida 
is going to look different this year under Napier. They are going to try and be more physical. Their defensive front is very tough. Um, they're going to try to run the ball, and I think they're going to try and wear Utah down here. And I, I think it, when I first saw this line, I couldn't believe that it was so short, and I'm like, wow, i got to back Utah here. And I'm glad I laid off just to kind of let it marinate and see where these teams are because I think it could be a lower-scoring game. Like, I think the under is probably a good play here. Um, and it could go either way. Like, I definitely agree that Florida's live in this matchup. I like Utah. I think they could win the Pac-12, but I just think that the travel spot here against Florida, against Napier in the swamp, a night game in his opener um, against a a physical team, I I think it could be challenging. Mark, we talked yesterday about this Clemson team, these Clemson Tigers, and one thing that we all know is that defense might be able to stop some bad offenses in the NFL. That's how good they are. They could win a national championship by themselves. However, that offense has a bunch of question marks, specifically at the quarterback position. I want you to break down Clemson's opening game against Georgia Tech. We know Clemson in this one, they're, what, 22, maybe 21 and a half point favorites. But not just maybe handicap this upcoming game for them, but also how do you feel about them overall as a team moving forward? Because I like them. I love their defense, but I have to commit to a huge leap at quarterback. I can't put my faith in a quarterback that can't complete more than 56% of his passes, Mark. I just can't do it. Do you feel strongly about this uh, Clemson team this year? How how you feeling about them? Yeah, I really do, and it's for the reasons that you mentioned. Um, love them in this matchup. Bet this game, wrote it up for Yahoo this week. Like said, don't wait till Monday to bet this one. you got to get the number. So it's going to go one way. We're going to get one-way traffic. It's going to keep going towards Clemson, and for good reason, right? So, you know, the big question is Clemson. Well, is the quarterback going to be okay? Is DJ going to be able to bounce back? Well, we're going to find out in week one because they're playing a Georgia Tech team that had the second-worst secondary in the nation. You know, they were last as far as yards per pass attempt allowed, you know, tied with UMass. So um, this is the opportunity. Like, if he doesn't get off to a fast start against Georgia Tech, we're going to see Cade Klubnik a lot quicker than anyone wanted to see, you know, at Clemson. And I think that Dabo Sweeney understands that, you know, he's under pressure to kind of, even though it was a very successful season, it was considered a down year, and he's got to turn things around there. So I love him in this spot. I think that, obviously, massive talentage. I don't know how Georgia Tech's going to score. Um, you know, they get Sims back at quarterback, but they lose Gibbs. They lose him. You know, their mm-hmm. best player on offense goes to Alabama. And I just think up front, they get manhandled. Georgia Tech has, like, four new starters on the offensive line including, you know, they got a transfer coming in playing, you know, left tackle to protect Sims' blind side and Clemson as an NFL defensive line, right? So they're going to just manhandle them up front. Um, I think they blow them out. Last year, was they struggled. They only beat them 14-8, to and that was the big sign that something was wrong in Clemson. But if you look at, you know, the year before, they beat them 73-3. to um, And, you know, Dabo is, has a history. He couldn't do it last year of just, you know, really running it up against bad teams. And, you know, they finished top three in margin of victory the three years prior to last before they had their day on the year. So I think him covering this kind of number and making a statement um, in week one that's trying to, like, close the door on some of the challenges they saw last year, um, I think that's what you're going to see here. So I think they score as many points as possible, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got the shutout. I mean, Georgia Tech, maybe they get in the end zone once, maybe they get seven, but Clemson should be able to run all over them. So that's kind of a a great jumping off point, I guess, just generally when we only have a couple more minutes. But there's huge disparities in in talent, like you said, and the lines reflect that. Um, Philosophically, where are you at on somebody just kind of deciding, well, 
not blindly, but just knowing this talent disparity is there and taking a lot of these big favorites to cover the number. Yeah, it's scary, right? Like all this chalk in week one, and you're like, what am I doing to my bankroll, right? But um, I think it depends on the team, and you have to look at the motivation, like we talked about with Clemson, motivated to, to really get the season off to a right start. Or you could look at another game like Georgia, laying a big number, high-profile team against a team like Oregon that has a new coach. Obviously, coach is very familiar there. But Oregon is a team that, you know, granted, has questions at the quarterback position with Bo Nix, but the front seven, the offensive line in the trenches where Georgia wants to play, they can compete with them. So that's a game I haven't bet yet, but I want to see where the number goes. Um, May end up on the Ducks in that one because it kind of depends on the matchup and you know, the, the favorite's motivation. So I think that kind of plays a lot into it. But uh, it, it is going to be interesting to see with all these big numbers. You know, Michigan's another one laying a ton of points, but they have a, a quarterback competition going on. So you're not going to tell the quarterback who's competing for the job to take his foot off the gas. So I think it's a lot of interesting angles early on. Mark, before we get you out of here, got less than two minutes uh, to go before we hit the break. I'm going to ask you this. What game is there on the slate this weekend, whether it be college or maybe even in the MLB, that you're waiting to see how other things play out before you decide to go ahead and pull the trigger on it? Maybe a maybe game. I'll call it a maybe game. What's a maybe game on your late weekend slate in college football that, depending on some things, you'll take a shot if you're up a good amount of money? That's a great question. I don't know if I have them. I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm running through this college football card and I'm just trying to pick off as many winners as I can. If I can get some plus EV bets in the account, you know, I'm going to take them. Um, you know, we'll see how Saturday goes, you know, talk to me on Monday and then maybe, you know, I learned a few lessons, but um, I'm just trying to go down the board. I got my hands full with these cards, but it's fun to have a full slate. Mark, you know what? I, I'm going to pocket that. We'll pull that out another time because I think I want to start adding that to my collection. Some games that Depending upon how my money's looking on Friday, Saturday, I might pull the trigger on it. We'll, we'll have to reconvene on that one. A little rain check. Really quick, who's, yeah, good. For, you, for you, Mark, which dog is live to win outright this weekend? Oh, I like Illinois. I mean, I like Illinois getting the points against uh, Indiana. Indiana's offense is just brutal. I mean, they lost Penix Jr., but they're one of the worst scoring teams in the country. They were 0-9 in the Big Ten last year. They bring in Bayes like a quarterback. I don't think they get anything done. So I thought Illinois looked good. DeVito, the kid from Syracuse. You know, granted, Wyoming was beat up, but, uh, you know, I think they'll be able to take care of business against Indiana. So small dog, but worth your money. You get some plus money on the money line. Nice. Mark, thank you so much for joining the show, brother. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Thanks for having soon. me.